It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn to the book of Romans, chapter number 12. We're going to continue our thought that we started last week, or I'm sorry, yesterday. And the thought is this, play your part. Play your part. Let's just read verse number one again, and we'll pick up right, right where we left off. Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and verse number one, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We live in a day where nobody really follows this verse. There, there, I, I've seen a lot of Christians who, they are Christ, they're, they're part-time Christians. And I, I'm not trying to fault them really, our, we should be focused on ourselves and how we stand with God, not on everybody else. I, I know that. But there's a lot of people today that they're very theological. They have a lot of head knowledge maybe about the Bible, but nobody wants to put it in shoe leather. You know, if you want to see revival in your own life, don't be looking for some special feeling. Don't Don't be looking for... The, the power of, of God to just, you know, mysteriously overshadow you and you just get the can't help it and you just gotta, that's not, I'm afraid you're looking for something that's not gonna happen. God does not force himself on any person. God is, Brother James Jones used to say this all the time, or I should say Dr. James Jones. He, he was one of my teachers and he, he would say, God's the perfect gentleman. He's not going to force you to to serve Him. He's not going to force you to accept Him. That's why He offers a free gift. We at salvation, we come to Him of our own free will. Of course, He sought us out. Of course, He opened our eyes to the truth. Of course, He maybe convicted our hearts, but He did not force you to make that choice. That was a personal choice. You had to make the choice to accept Him. But taking the next step in the Christian life, it's the same thing. You have to make the choice. God is not going to force you. So we come to verse 1 of chapter 12 here. And Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is saying, I beseech you, or I beg you, or I plead with you, therefore, brethren. Why is the therefore there? Because of all that he's just dealt with, specifically speaking about the mercy of God on our behalf, how that God allowed us a way to get in on the promises of God. So he says, I beseech you, and I plead with you, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. <coughs> Excuse me. God wants your body. Now, let, let me put this as simple as I can, okay? We've just, we've got three or four points for, for this week, and, and hopefully it'll be very easy for you to remember. If you want to play your part in God's economy, if you want to do all that you can for God, then first of all, you're going to have to sell out. Most Christians, I think, I'm afraid they stop right there. 
Are you sold out for God? Have you sold out to him? Have you given up anything? What is it that he wants? Let's look a little closer here. What is it that God is asking for? He says that ye present your bodies. So many people, they make a big deal about, you know, well, oh, God sees on the heart. It's not the outside that matters. You know, it's, it's all about my heart, you know, my attitude. Listen, if God gets your heart, he ought to get everything else. If you truly want to serve him, he will have everything else. There won't be anything left in a restricted area. There won't be any corner of your life that you would not be willing to give to him. Paul makes the connection here between all this doctrinal, all, all this doctrinal stuff he's just been dealing with, especially chapter 6 through chapter 8, dealing with sanctification, how God wants us to live a holy life that is more holiness. Yes, it starts in the heart, or you could say in the mind, but, but holiness, when it's in the heart and in the mind, will show up on the outside. This is where the rubber begins to meet the road for the Christian. God is not looking for intellectual Christians but practical ones. What does it matter if we have our theology dead right, but we fail to apply what we know? What's it matter? It's useless information at that point. You can read and you can know as much as you want about this Word of God, and that is great. We need knowledge. We need truth. And we need as much of a grasp of the Word of God as we possibly can get. But if you are not putting it to practice in your life, it is doing nothing for you than just puffing you up. Knowledge puffeth up. God wants us to take what we know and to put it in shoe leather in our life. A lot of people are all right as long as God's only asking for the heart. But what do you do when God comes knocking asking for your body? For you to surrender, to sell out to Him. Listen, we don't need more titles from colleges. And I'm not against education and biblical education. I'm not against that in any way, shape, or form. But we don't need more titles from colleges. We need people that are willing to live in this day, in this time, in our culture, in a time where it's not the popular thing to live out the Word of God. We need people that are willing to become disciples and to forsake all to follow Him in obedience to every Word of God. It's great if you have a great working knowledge of God's Word. Praise God. But what are you doing with it? Are you putting it in shoe leather? God's looking for us to sell out to him. What does that mean? So he wants our body. But he asks a a specific thing of us. He wants us to present our bodies a living sacrifice. And here's really where the rubber begins to meet the road. Because what is sacrifice? Sacrifice is nothing more, nothing less than full surrender. Think of this. In the Old Testament, almost every sacrifice you see, with regard, maybe there's a few exceptions to this, but as far as all the animal sacrifices are concerned, 
it was always a permanent thing. I'll come back to that in a second. Every sacrifice was almost exclusively the death of an animal in the Old Testament. Sacrifice or selling out to God, giving our bodies a living sacrifice, is nothing short of a permanent thing. God's not looking to borrow your body. He's looking to keep it. God's not looking to to use you for just a little bit. God is looking for somebody willing to surrender themselves permanently to Him and saying, God, I give up on all my dreams, my ideas, and my plans. And Lord, here is my body. Take me. Use me however you see fit. Do with me whatever you want. I'm taking my hands off. I'm putting your hands on. I am leaving all control up to you. You know how many people give themselves to God with strings attached? You know, Lord, I'll serve you in this way, but you can't have that part of my life. God, I'll give you so much time, and oh, it's a sacrifice to do that, but this little bit of time, that's my time, you can't have that. That's my money, you can't have that. That was my plan, my vacation. You can't have any of that, Lord. Have you sold out? Or are you holding back? If you're not holding back anything on God, great. Praise God. You probably have sold out. But you know how many people have convinced themselves that they've sold out to God when they're still holding back on God? They're not giving Him everything that he has asked for. Are you breaking promises that maybe one time you promised him? Are we really sold out or are we holding back? It's all I'm asking. Paul is quick to show us that See, every time in the Old Testament you see that sacrifice, it's pretty much always death. It's a permanent thing. Those animals weren't coming back. They were given to God. Our bodies are to be given to God. Not in physical death. Paul's clear to show that. He says, a living sacrifice. God's not looking for our physical death but rather for a death to our own desires and wants in full submission and obedience to the Word of God and the will of God. We're so quick nowadays to label... I may have worded this wrong. We're, We're quick to label having to do something temporarily, you know, having to do without something for for temporarily, temporarily per I can't even talk we're quick to label these things that you know maybe we give to God temporarily as a sacrifice oh I had to give up a little bit of time or you know I I had to give up a little bit of money I really wanted to do this with it but but God wanted me to give it here and so I did and 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 all what a sacrifice what a sacrifice we view giving up 
our time as a sacrifice. There's the problem right there. God's had to teach me none of my time is my time. It's his. None of my money, and this is a hard one for me to swallow, but none of my money is my money. It's his money. And he ought to get first dibs on whatever he wants. And I live off the rest. I've failed a lot of times in that, but God's been slowly, patiently teaching me lessons. There should be nothing we are holding back from him. If he asks for it, he can have it. He'll take care of it. He'll provide. It's all right. He knows what he's doing. I can trust him if I'll surrender to him. God is not looking for instances where you could say, well, I sold out to him all the way at that point in time or for that day that, you know, that day I gave it all to him. God's looking for lives, not instances. God's looking for a permanent surrendering of ourselves to him. Now, I know Paul said, I die daily. I'm not saying, you know, it's a Sometimes we have to keep reminding ourselves, but God's looking for somebody who is willing to surrender themselves on a permanent basis, not looking back, not turning back. And the Lord brought to mind the perfect example of this in the Old Testament. This is a living sacrifice. You remember the story of Samuel, how his his, uh, father Elkanah, I, I let me turn there because I cannot even remember his mother's name at the moment. In 1 Samuel in chapter number 1, this was just preached in our church, or the, the story was preached in our church, and I'm thankful because the Lord brought this to mind as I was studying. 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter number 1, the very end. You've got Hannah. I thought that's what it was. You've got Elkanah and Hannah. Hannah could not have any children. She made God a promise. If you give me one, I'll lend him to you. This is the last verse here. Therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. God wants you to sell yourself to him as long as you live. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.